This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is... Dealing with liar liars. Liar liars, pants on fire. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, how Bumble is prioritizing user self-care, and how often people lie. Then we are diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who has suddenly become the side hoe, and another listener who's getting mixed signals from a fuckboy. So many fuckboys lately. I know. It's an epidemic. But Angela... First, it's just you and I this week. What is going on in your week? So I have two good friends that are sisters and they are endlessly entertaining because, you know, we recently did an episode on opposites, opposites attract and they are very opposite. Um, one is like super bubbly and light and then one is a little darker and more depressive uh, and they are battling. They live together and they're battling um, between whether or not sex toys or your hands are better for masturbation. Oh, what what did they what do they think? Um it, isn't it it's not like a a blanket statement, it's kind of, you know It's a personal choice, right? Yeah. I guess. But um the more bubbly one is trying to push sex toys on the other one. And and the other one is like, no, my hands work better. Well you know what Nothing's we like better than my hands. You know what we like? We're <laughs> the all the satisfier. We're all about the satisfier. They sent it to us for free. They didn't pay us. They're not a sponsor of the show. Honestly, but we are I obsessed. wish they would have given us a code or something because we've sold so many satisfiers just from talking about it, including to my friends that are sisters because uh, I'll refer to the one as um, B. B. B bought A a satisfier because oh. she listened to it on our show and she was like, and I got one for myself because it sounds amazing. You want to know what I really regret? I... I, they sent us three of them, one to use for couples, a regular one, and a travel one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't need all three. I don't need a travel one. I'm probably not going to bring it with me traveling. Right. So, I can spend a weekend away without my satisfier. So I gave it to a friend recently, and I've been like having like the worst, like, like, uh, like I, I want to take it back. I want to, I want to take the gift. <laughs> too <back>. late now. <laughs> it's too late. And I was like, it's not a shareable gift. I was like, why? Did I give away the satisfier? I've been having so much regret. I was like, I'm going to keep the one that's for couples. Maybe Nick and I will use it one day. And I'm going to keep the one that I've been using in my bed, <laughs> in my bed stand. Uh, Actually, reminder that uh, you can go on Adam and Eve and use Code Single to get yourself satisfied. Oh, yeah. That's cool. So wait, um, what it, did she? Did your friend so use it? So I was hoping that it would arrive by the time we record this episode, but it hasn't. But it's it's just funny. It's like sparked this debate. And now they're both like looking to me and being like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, well, obviously, team satisfier. Um, Guaranteed, the satisfier will give you an orgasm a gazillion times better than quicker than better than your hands. I can't find mine though, which what? is really funny. You but know, didn't you get three? You got three also. You can't find I any know, of the three. Did I someone truly, steal so it? Ian and I used one together, and that was great. But the then, coupled one, the couples one. I don't know, like what the difference is. Oh. We uh, we just used we used the the suctiony one. The penguin, the one that looks like the a penguin. penguin. My penguin. Okay, no, that one's not for couples. That one's Yo. just that one's just the the regular one. So we used the regular one, and you know what? That worked. That worked for couples. It was great. But then one night, Ian went out, and I was like, "All right, that was good, but I would like to enjoy this by myself now." And I was like, the door clicked. He left, and I was like, I ran into the bedroom, and I was like searching through all the drawers looking for it. 
could not find it. Did he steal it and throw it away? I don't know. Because he's like, I don't want her he's to He's intimidated get by my satisfier. Oh my. Okay, but you got that would two. be insane. I when they sent they sent us six and I gave you three and I, I know. kept three. So there were three. I don't listen. We three live in, missing we live in vibrators. New York City. We do not have big apartments. Somehow, some way, there are three <laughs> vibrators floating around my apartment and I can't find them. This is not the story about your friends. This story you're telling is not about your friend buying a vibrator for your your friend. This story <laughs> is really about Ian stealing Hide- your <laughs> hiding your vibrators. I mean, I'm not saying that it's confirmed that he has done that, but I'm just saying, where the fuck are they? <laughs> oh my God. I've searched high and low. I don't know. I know. The case of the Nancy Drew and the case of the missing penguin satisfier. They're in the trash because he's intimidated. Maybe. I'll keep you guys updated, yeah. but code single at checkout adamandeve.com <laughs> maybe i'll be getting another one for both of us obviously yeah, i think you're gonna have to buy yourself another one uh it is time for us to jump into what's in the news but first let's take a very quick sponsor break we would like to thank our sponsor lola lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons pads and liners and now they offer sex products too we are huge fans of lola because we like what they're all about. We don't want to put bad stuff in our body. And they're also very aesthetically beautiful. Two things I care about. Yeah. And, you know, delivery services for your feminine products makes so much sense because it happens once every a month. month. So get a delivery every month. It's just really easy. It makes your life stress-free. I've tried to subscriptionize my life, especially when it comes to the essentials, you know. Uh, and this is definitely one of them. Food and tampons. That's like... I was just going to say, I have a lot of food subscriptions and and then I got my tampon subscription, like, Two things that and oh and the thing I love is that you can like put a hold on it at any point. Right. You know, like I wasn't having my period when I was pregnant, so I like put a hold on my subscription. And now, you know, I'm breastfeeding, still don't have it, and it's still on hold. And then once once I get my period again, I can just like start up the subscription again, which I love so much how convenient it is. Same. And like a lot of women, I have an irregular period, so I don't need as much as other women. So I have also a very flexible schedule. So Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable, like we said. So you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. You pick your products, choose from organic cotton tampons available with a BPA-free plastic applicator, which is important because it's good for your vagina. Uh, There's also the Sex by Lola line that we love. It's available for subscription as well. You can add to your period subscription, so everything is conveniently delivered to your ideal schedule. They have condoms and personal lubricant, and now Lola also offers these really cool cleansing wipes that are the first biodegradable all natural wipe of their kind. Very cool. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter our promo code SINGLE40 when you subscribe. That's mylola.com and enter our promo code SINGLE40. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? You know, the more and more I read about Bumble, I am such a fan of them. I was reading Forbes and Erin uh, Spencer wrote about how Bumble's new snooze feature is prioritizing user self-care above engagement metrics. Of course, Bumble is run by women. They're making healthy choices for women. I love it. Um, so yeah, a couple months ago, Bumble added a new feature aimed at helping its users to take a mental break from notifications and screen time. The new snooze feature allows users to take a break from the app whenever they wish by silencing all notifications until it's turned back off. 
Um, it's simple to use and you can choose between snoozing for 24 hours, 72 hours or one week or indefinitely. And then you can also kind of put up an away message like we used to do back in the day on AIM. Um, so you can have it say like, I'm traveling or I'm focused on work right now or I'm doing a digital detox. Um, so that people don't think you like completely disappeared if you were messaging with them and then you go away for a week. So I, what do you think? What do you think of this? No, I think this is very cool because sometimes I just don't want to look at my phone for a while. And this is encouraging people to not be so phone obsessed. I genuinely don't think very many people are going to use it. Let's be honest. But you know what? We do always, you know, we, we use the term dating app fatigue. And usually our advice for anybody that feels that way is to walk away for a little bit and to deactivate your accounts for a while. So I think people are doing that anyway. And Bumble realizes that and they're like just trying to provide like a service that people are already looking for. Yeah, maybe. You know, this happened a few months ago, so I would be really curious to know if any of our listeners have done a social media detox. And if they have, I would love for them to write in and tell us how it's going. Right. Like I'm especially interested in people who like have active conversations going and then all of a sudden put up this away message like I'm taking a digital detox. Uh, I don't know if people are going to like stick around and still talk to you after that. If you disappear for like a week, would you, what would you think if someone tells you that they're going on a social media detox, would you be judgy about it? Or would you think it's cool? Would you be like, why do you need to do that? Like, were you having issues on social media that you needed to do a detox? Like, well, I think like I would probably be like, I totally get needing to take a detox because you know, I think that usually you want to do that after you've had like a lot of bad experiences. But if you're talking to me, things are going well, I think I would be like, okay, but like you want to exchange numbers before you do that? Yeah. I don't know if I would tell people you're going on a detox. It seems a little bit like, okay, you know, like right. it's like it's like when you're going on a date with someone and they're like, just so you know, I can't drink tonight because I'm going on this juice cleanse. It's like, how about you don't say it and just go on the date and like don't order a drink because you're not pressured to order a drink. Just be like, oh, hey, yeah, I've got like work tomorrow. I'm not really drinking right, right. now. And don't make a big thing about it you know i i I feel like it's like people like go out of the way like just you know like i'm not drinking so if you want to go out like if you could like pick a place that like has other stuff it's like every place has other stuff why are you making a big spiel about it it's sort of like leading with your baggage a little bit yeah just tell people like oh hey i'm going on vacation so i'm gonna be a little mia for a week you know but i think you can do snooze mode and not choose a away message i'm not positive but uh, just make your away message that's what like i would do a little more chill not like right. you know overwhelmed by i think i'd just be like snoozing snoozing yeah <laughs> with like a winky face that's cute i think that's the way to go yeah so let us know if you guys have tried this i'm i'm in support i think it's really cool and i, I really like the lady behind bumble yeah me too whitney wolf she's cool wolf. uh laura what are you reading so i was reading my goop magazine uh oh controversial is it controversial i mean you know what people need to stop judging people are like oh goop why does laura read goop we got like an email about it you know like stop promoting all your goopy stuff i'm like pseudoscience of goop you know what i like goop and it's my fucking podcast and i want to read my goop leave me alone new york mag has pseudoscience too (laughs) it's just uh less pretentious perhaps maybe but but, you know if we read stuff that's not backed by science we say it we're like this is an opinion or right and um, sure i mean like what stuff have we talked about that's not backed by science i mean i guess when i was trying to turn my my breech baby i was doing like hypnotism and and acupuncture and chiropractic you know stuff that's maybe not 
doesn't have a ton of research behind it, but yeah, like outside the mainstream a bit. But I think we acknowledge that we all knew that was a little woo woo. And and guess what? It didn't work. It didn't and, work. And I was very, but I was it was very worth a shot. Open about that it didn't turn my breech baby. So you know, if I try any woo woo stuff and it doesn't work, I'll tell you if it doesn't work. So are you going to read a woo woo news story? I Is did get, what? I did get hypnotized though. I did get hypnotized. It just didn't turn my baby. <laughs> but you don't know what it did. I the don't. effects could show up any day now. Well, you know what? Goop's making more of an effort to have research-backed articles because That's this... always a good thing. Yes. So this is about how many times people lie. And this is what my Goop magazine says. By the way, I'm reading from a hardcover magazine. I've never done this before. What is this? 1998? Apparently. Research suggests that 60% of people don't make it through a typical 10-minute conversation with a new acquaintance without lying. And as if that weren't dishonest enough, they don't lie just once. On average, they lie two to three times. Of course, some people lie a lot and some people hardly ever lie, says Bill Von Hippel, who is an evolutionary psychologist and a professor at the University of Queensland who studies social intelligence. He writes that, or he says that the data suggests that on average, people tell one or two lies a day. But wait, so you know, when you meet someone at a bar... Or on a date, they're going to be lying to you. But, you know, before you start to get all judgy uh, on those entrusty dinner party guests, he's, uh, the writer says, consider this. Not all lies are necessarily bad. Von Hippel thinks of white lies as social glue. Uh, so Bella DiPaolo, who's one of the world's top experts on lying, refers to them as, quote, other oriented meaning that they are intended to protect other people's feelings and to protect relationships with other people so what do you think about this how often do you lie like it'd be like maybe in like i'm trying to think of an example i actually do like your shirt it's really cute but let's say i said like oh like i like your shirt even though it like right. let's say i didn't that would be technically a lie right Right. But your shirt, your shirt actually, this is a really cute outfit, I gotta thanks, say. Thanks. The pants are from Stitch Fix. <laughs> Use code single at checkout. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shameless. I would normally, I don't feel like I lie as much as this would imply, but we've read other news stories that kind of say the same thing. So I guess it must be true. I wonder if they consider, like, is a white lie also just like an omission of the truth? No, I don't think so, but. I think I can ex elaborate on what you're getting at. Okay. So Jeff Hancock, the founding director of the Stanford Social Media Lab and a professor in the Department of Communications at Stanford University, uses the phrase butler lies to describe text messages like, sorry, I missed your call, which is technically a lie because you're like, you know, probably not very sorry. Or maybe you, maybe, right. maybe you just like let it go to voicemail, you know? So those are called quote unquote butler lies. And in a recent study, Hancock found that butler lies were the most common lies told in the first messages people exchange on dating apps. So instead of I'm not interested, people would fall back on I can't this weekend because I have to visit my sister. So all of those kinds of things are technically lies. Uh, but, you know, a lot of lies are because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So right. Like and we think, yeah, they're good. We think of lies as like a negative thing, but sometimes you lie for a good cause. Yeah. Like, do you really want to tell someone I don't find you attractive? No, that's kind of mean. So a small lie once in a while, you know, is 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 good. Yeah. We just have to worry about the bigger lies like the, oh, I'm going to the grocery store, but you're seeing your mistress lies. Exactly. But, but most of the okay. lies are butler lies. So sometimes that's lying's good. not all that bad Yeah, is the moral of that news story. Thanks, Goop. 
Thanks, Goop. See, that was all research back. You got Stanford <laughs> professors. So they're making progress. Yes. All right. It is time to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world. And it's what I was using before they were ever a sponsor. We love them. They've got uh, all these cool sheets and comforter covers. You can mix and match. I like to have everything be the same. Angela likes to switch it up, do a little mixy match with the window pane and solids, right? Is that right, Angela? You remember my bedding. I do. I I have gray sheets and window pane comforter. It's very cool. Yeah. So here's uh, Brooklinen's mission. They want to bring five-star hotel quality sheets to everyday life. Luxury sheets without the luxury markup. Most bedding is marked up as much as 300%. That's crazy. Sheets don't just feel great, but they look great too. Different colors and materials to choose from, like we said. Yep. You're going to be styling in your bedroom. This is true. And you know, your bedroom is an important place. It's where you have sex and it's where you sleep, hopefully at least eight hours. A lot of important things happening. So make sure your bed's comfortable because you deserve it. And a lot of important stuff happens on it. Um, my Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer to our listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use our promo code this is why at brooklinen.com brooklinen is so sure that you're going to love their sheets that they are offering a satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use the promo code this is why at brooklinen.com that's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com promo code this is why brooklinen these are the best sheets ever We would like to thank our sponsor, Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free deodorant that doesn't suck. Why does it not suck? Because it's, number one, aluminum-free. You don't want that bad stuff going into your body. And also, it's very beautiful. I'm going to add a third. A third is that it smells great. Not only does it look good and not have bad stuff in it, it smells fantastic. And, And why is that? Why does it smell so fantastic? Because it's got coconut oil and sage oil. Sage. Everyone loves sage, Angela. And coconut. Two great things. If you guys could smell our pits, they smell great right now. Uh, other great things about Kapari. Kapari's de- deodorant doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue. Just the sweet, subtle scent of fresh coconut milk. It's also free of silicones, sulfate, parabens, GMOs, and baking soda. So it's great for your sensitive skin. And reordering is easy with a deodorant subscription. We always say we love subscriptionizing our lives. This is one more thing. Don't have to think about buying deodorant. Subscriptionize your deodorant. Just choose how often you want to receive it, and then they ship it to you automatically for free so you never run out of deodorant again. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash single to make the safe switch today and save $5 off your first order when you subscribe. That's kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash single, kaparibeauty.com slash single. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the mailbox or not reading about what <laughs> what do we have in the mailbox what mailbox letters have you been reading okay so first we have a listener who is using the alias Jiminia cricket which i like yeah that's cute um she writes i was seeing a guy last year when i went on a three-week trip abroad we decided to play it by ear to see if we still wanted to pursue things when i came back well, I had missed him terribly, but I came home to find he started seeing someone else while I was gone. Ouch. He told me he wanted to pursue an exclusive slash monogamous relationship with her, but wanted us two to remain friends. However, this new girlfriend is from his hometown 200 miles away, and what our mutual friends don't know is that while he was bragging about his new girlfriend, he was still sexting me. 
One night oh. we kissed. I know. We kissed. And a couple weeks later, he brought me home. We had sex twice, and I stayed the night at his place. I am not one to be the side hoe, quote unquote. Well, you are. <laughs> and my conscience is not letting me forget that what we did was wrong, especially since he moved back down to be closer to her shortly after our rendezvous. I don't know his girlfriend at all. I never met her, but I have a gut feeling she needs to know her boyfriend is a cheater. Should I reach out to her? What? Uh, would she even believe me? Is this even my place? I'm still hurting in so many ways. Dominia. Don't do it. Just no. like cut it off and like stay out of that drama. She's going to find out not about you. He's going to do this with other people because che- once a cheater, always a cheater, I think. So like she's going to find out. It's not going to work out and they'll break up. But like just don't get involved. You don't need that on your on your back. Just stay out of it. I think like she secretly, people that want to do this and like end up being the side hoe and then are like, maybe I should tell the girl. It's like you were just as much at fault, which so you have like a lot of guilt and you're trying to figure out what to do with that guilt. And I think you're thinking that if you tell her, you'll somehow help resolve some of your own guilt that you're having. Or maybe you secretly like the drama, even though you think you don't. I think you subconsciously want the drama. You subconsciously want to get rid of your own guilt. Just you fucked up. He fucked up. But like, you know, like you're not doing this for this girl. You don't know her. Let's be honest. You're not really doing it for the girl. You're not. So stay out of that drama. Just keep your mouth shut. Don't do this kind of thing anymore if you feel bad about it. And like move on and let them, let them figure their shit out. Yeah. And I mean. What do you think though? You can. You, I think you disagree. Uh, I see. I saw your face as I was saying I, that. Because the thing is if I was the other girl I'd want to know. But I would say if you did tell her, don't expect like the glory of being like a hero of like giving her this information. She's going to blame you just as much as she blames the guy. Like this is, this is definitely going to cause more drama and not resolve anything. So be realistic about it. If you are seriously considering telling her. Yeah. Things aren't going to go well. No, things are not going to go well. I think though. I know. Yes. If we, if we were in that situation, I would want the girl to call me and tell me because everyone wants to know but I still don't think you should. Because there's going to be two scenarios. Other, no, uh, Scenario number one, he never does this again and they work out and they get married and they're happy and like this one little blip is something she never needs to know about and they're happy and they live happily ever after. Uh, scenario number two, he is a serial cheater and eventually he's going to get caught. So either scenario, you don't need to get involved in. If, she, if, if he's a serial cheater, cheater and he's like is gonna do this and that is a scenario where she would need to know you know otherwise like they might go and like live happily ever after and you don't even need to tell her i will say no matter what you do you need to like just cut off communication with both of them like to laura's point well not both she doesn't even know the girl like even if she do reach out and like talk to this girl and like and tell her don't like stick around and be like a like part of the drama just be like here's some information i'm gonna go live my life now I mean, you know, there's nothing keeping you tied to those people. You just got to remove yourself. I think you need to like, if you're going to tell her, like create a new Gmail address. <laughs> block their numbers and or set, block his number. Well, uh, I mean, maybe I would create like a new Gmail address and send like a blind tip. Oh, like an, yeah. I kind of, I don't hate that idea. That's what I would do. Because you don't want like him feeling like he wants, needs to like, 
cast revenge on you for telling her. Right. Just, I mean, he'll. I mean, assuming you're the only person he's cheated with, he'll probably know it was you. No, he might think that it was like a friend that you confided in. You know, but just don't ever. Uh, don't don't speak with him. Yeah, but I would create like a fake Gmail address and send like a blind, very vague tip if you do want to tell her. Like your boyfriend's a cheater, period. Send. Just to let you know, your boyfriend has cheated on you. I can't say more, but you should talk to him about it. But I think just stay out of the drama and don't do anything. Laura's probably right. But don't do that again and, and don't stay involved with this person because he's bad news. Uh, what else do we got in the mailbox? Okay, now we have an anonymous email. Okay, this is insanely long. It is really long. Are you reading this whole thing? Uh, well, there's a lot of information. Okay. Well, I just want to prepare our listeners. Yeah, just buckle in, sit back, grab a drink. Okay, so this is what she writes. She says, I'm a 20-year-old college student, and I met my friend Josh through my roommates at the beginning of the fall semester. He compliments me a lot, telling me that I have the best sense of humor, that I can keep up with his sarcasm, sarcasm and that his that I'm his favorite of all my roommates. Um, I didn't think much into these compliments until a few weeks ago when we were all drinking heavily at my roommate's cabin and one thing led to another and he ended up kissing me. Ooh. Yeah, I was shocked and expected him to tell me he was just drunk, but he instead said I was a good kisser and he's been waiting to kiss me for a while now. I was shocked because I never thought of him that way and earlier that night he was telling me all about this amazing girl that he was seeing and encouraging me to text another guy. He then sent me a gif at 3 a.m. of a toddler dancing. No idea what that means. The next day... So basically, at this point, like, she thinks he's, like, super into her. Or no, 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 she doesn't think... She, it's like, she, wait, they, she didn't they, see this coming. She didn't see this coming. They, like, they kiss. But before that, he was talking about some other chick. And, and he's like, you should text some other guy. Right. And so you're like, okay, clearly you're not into me. Because if you were, why would you be encouraging me to te text another dude? Exactly. So this guy's weird, sending very mixed signals. Yes, and it only gets more mixed from here. She says, the next day, we acted as if nothing happened, and I wasn't sure if he... The next day, we acted as if nothing happened, and I wasn't sure if he remembered or not. He brought up that amazing girl again, so I figured he didn't remember. But later in the night, after a few drinks, I brought up the gif he sent. He said, yeah, I wanted to see if you were up. What do you think about the kiss? I was honest and told him I was surprised, but it was a good kiss. He got excited and said how he never thought I'd be into him and that I'm so cute. He wants to take me out to dinner, just hang and watch Netflix. He said he'd text me when we got back from the cabin. Then he didn't text at all. Then we all went what? out. I Shady know. dude. And like talking about the other girl, even though he remembers the kiss, is like not very nice post-kissing etiquette, if you ask me. No, that's uh, not cool at all. Like even if he's just trying to make her jealous, it's childish and unkind very so she says then we all went out to a street fair in town later that week and both of us acted like nothing happened between us i was so annoyed but even more annoyed that when that amazing girl came up to visit she asked him to go to the bars with her since i'm not 21 everyone ditched me he ended up calling me to pick him up he told me that the girl ditched him and then he wanted me to go hang go inside and hang out with him Dumb me, I did. He told me all those lies again, apologized for not texting me. And how so he ditched her for a girl. And then it, when that girl ditched him, because karma is a bitch, in the same night he called her to come over and they hooked up. Oh my God. Why is she doing this though? I know. And she picked him up from the bar. She wasn't allowed to go to the bar because she's not 21, but she drove and picked up his 
drunk ass. His stupid ass. No. Why so, did you do that? You're as much to blame here as he is, I gotta say. Yeah. So they made out. Uh, that's all that happened. But she said the, then the next morning he woke up and the girl that ditched him started texting him apologizing and his attitude towards her completely changed oh again. Oh my God. This guy is the biggest flip floppy flipper. Such a fuck boy. I went with my roommate later that day to go get food and she told me that uh, her and Josh talked about what had happened between us and he said it didn't mean anything to him and that I was just a drunk thing. Pissed, I called him out. See screenshots attached. Uh, I don't know if we'll do the screenshot reenactment. You guys kind of get it. Lots of back and forth. Yeah. Basically, him being like, oh, like, let's just be friends. Let's not like not mess up our friendship. Um, I never thought of him romantically until that happened. But after we kissed, I can't stop thinking of him that way. I pretend to be normal. But when we all hang out deep down, I'm so angry. Okay. How do I get over this? Girl, this guy sucks so hard. You need to forget about him. And honestly, you can be a little rude to him. I'm glad that, that you called him out. The biggest red flag was him talking about another girl and then kissing you. I would have probably called him out right then and there and been like, are you into me or her? What is your deal? So this is what I think. It sounds like he's an entitled jerk who wants to have his cake and eat it too. First, he's into you and he's into you and he's into the other girl because some people, you know, they're into into both people, but he needed to pick. Instead, he tried to have you both and like see how far you would let him go being a jerk and you like let him be a jerk like a lot so he kept yeah. pushing the boundaries because that's what jerks do is they're going to keep pushing the boundaries as far as you'll let them and uh, you need to set higher standards that's what i gotta say to you so yes i think this guy sucks but that's pretty obvious from reading your email i this is more about you you need to have higher standards after he ditched you for the ditched you for the bar that you couldn't get into you should not have picked his ass up what were you thinking he sucks but you, you need to work on your high standards. Like, you are awesome, so you got to own it. So why are you putting up with big dummies that clearly are into other people and treating you like shit? Why are you doing that? Like, at what point do you think that that's okay and that's what you deserve? I completely agree. I think people do this to themselves all the time. Like, this shouldn't even warrant, like, seeking out advice because on paper it's also obvious. Like, he's a piece of shit. He's never going to be, like into the way you want him to be so just move on but I get when emotions are involved it's harder to come to that conclusion and you can see throughout her email she's like ignoring all the giant red flags and mining through every single interaction for like the one little nice thing but, but then he apologized right. because she goes this but is what they do then he complimented me and then he apologized like that doesn't matter you it's gotta look the at the big picture it's cat string it's like he's got a little cat string and he like he like dangles it in your face and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm dangling this little cat string. You know, I don't know what I was thinking. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have ditched you. Will you pick me up? And then this other girl texts him and he like pulls the string away and you're like, what? And then he like dangles the string again. And that's how you fuck with people's heads. So yes, I, I can't give you advice on how to deal with this guy. You just need to not talk to him. And honestly, you can be like a total bitch to him because he sucks and he deserves whatever bitchy attitude you you give towards him you could just be like look like i think you're a jerk i don't really i think you're not a nice person you kind of treated me like shit and like i don't really i think you're like a kind of shitty person so i don't really want to talk to you you could say that to his face but this is about you and what makes you think that you deserve people like this like you need you know you need to wait till you get a guy that is willing to treat you a little better and isn't going to ditch your ass for another chick and then call you having to pick his butt up. 
Right. So like next time, no. next time you catch yourself, like what you're doing is you're being a detective and you're like looking for clues that he likes you. But what you need to do is look at what's right in front of your face. And that's that he is treating you shittily. So next time you find yourself being a detective, Sherlock Holmes, stop it. And honestly, I bet if you, you know, you wrote us this very long email. Um, and I bet if you went back and read it, it would be a lot more obvious. Even just like a week or two later, if you go back and read this email, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, it was all there right in front of me. Because sometimes yeah. it's sometimes when you're in it, it's really hard to see exactly. what's happening. We've all been there. Uh, if you guys want your listener questions answered, or if you have any funny messages you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise. This was an exception. We don't usually read long ones like this, so don't think you can get away with that. Keep them a paragraph or less. But this was a good one. We, I feel like every every now and then we need to read an email like this where it's not we're not really giving you advice. We just need to like give you a little slap on the face and wake you up and be right. like, this is about you. And so many people have been in this scenario. I've been so. in this. Are you kidding me, Angela? Every <laughs> guy I dated in college and high school was this <laughs> scenario where I was like, I was like, oh, but he's like nice to me, and then he's not, and then he is, you right. know? Because we've all been there. We just need right. a little slap in the face to be like, set your standards high, higher than this. You know, you're better than this. Uh, so that's why we we made an exception and read this one. Yeah. Um, uh, if you guys want to find our contact info, it's also on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is dealing with liar liars. So as we know, lying can happen a lot in relationships. You lie about seeing other people like our first listener did. You lie about feelings to get physical with somebody a little quicker. Lie about your height on your dating profile. That's like the most unforgivable lie. Sometimes you lie to yourself like our second email listener and you, you know, you're like, I think he does like me, but you're lying to yourself. Yeah. Um, we've talked about gaslighting before on the podcast. That's also sort of a form of unconscious lying to somebody else. Where somebody kind of, you know, makes makes you think that you're the problem, mm-hmm. that it's your fault. So like Laura broke down in her news story, there's a big difference between a white lie that's like meant to make someone feel better. Right. Like move your relationship along in a positive direction and then a harmful lie. So I think when somebody lies to you, you have to like really evaluate the motivation for the lie. Yeah. Like if you say like, oh, I really, your hair looks nice today. Sometimes, you know, maybe you're not into the hair, but you just need to say nice things sometimes to people. Right. Have you ever been lied to in a relationship, Laura? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Like a harmful lie. Yes. Well, not, this isn't. I mean, I if I've ever been cheated on, I don't know about it. Okay. But I dated the guy I dated before Nick. He like he totally lied to me. He told me that that I mean Okay, so he told me that it was his apartment. He had this amazingly <laughs> in, like really nice apartment in like Midtown. And but it was it barely had any of his stuff in it. It was like it it, it was like, basically mm-hmm. like he had to have like a he had like a few shirts. It was it was clearly like someone could have rented it out on Airbnb, you know? And and it wasn't an Airbnb apartment. It was it was basically like an apartment that his parents had in the city for when they wanted to like stay overnight in the city because they had a house upstate that they lived in full time. But he pretended and like lied to me that this mm-hmm. was his apartment that like 
he made it seem like he paid for it. See, on the spectrum of like white lie to harmful lie, I feel like that's very much in the middle because I don't feel like it's totally forgivable because it shows like you're being shady. If you have that tendency in you to tell such a huge lie, right? And you're not a truthful person, and and you're trying to like talk yourself up and like pretend to be someone that you're not. Right, you're not confident in who you really are. Whereas he would have just if he had just said like, "Hey, I just graduated from business school. I don't have a job yet, so I'm." crashing at my parents apartment that they own in the city i would have been like cool that makes sense it's awesome you just got your master's degree that's super cool and that was the real scenario that was the actual situation but instead he like you know and i was always confused i was like wait but like how are you paying for this place like you know like what do you do it was always very confusing to me and obviously that relationship did not work out no it didn't because he was a mama's boy and like he he was always lying about stuff like that. Like we went on, we broke up when we were on this trip in Europe that was like the trip of like all nightmares where he pretended that he got us a place to stay and then we show up in Europe without an apartment, or without an, a hotel. I Lots mean. of apartment drama. Yeah, sorry, I mean a hotel. And so then we were literally, we show up there without a place to stay because he pretended that he had a place for us to stay. I had to call my friend I hadn't talked to in years that like lived in London and was like, I'm stranded in London. Can I crash with you? Because at this point I didn't have a lot of money. So I wasn't like about to like go get us a hotel. You know, I was like paycheck to paycheck working at magazines at that point. So I was like, I'm not paying for whatever. It was just always weird, shady stuff where if you had just been upfront with me and like always told me the truth, we could have like, Figured it out. I probably wouldn't have gone on the trip with you. Probably. Yeah, I think definitely. Yeah, that guy was always just making up shit. So we have some tips from Bustle for how to confront a liar and deal with dating a liar. Um, This is by Erica Florentine. Do you want to go through the list with me, Laura? Yeah. So uh, be absolutely sure that the person's lying to you because you're going to look like a real jerk (laughs) if you say, hey, you're lying. and And then it turns out that they're not lying. Then you're gonna. Then they're gonna be like, "Why don't you trust me?" So be sure they're lying before you confront them. Yeah. Um, remain confident when you approach that person. Don't let them talk you out of uh, confronting them. Also, they uh, this leadership expert Sherry Stack suggests coming in with all the right facts that you have, so that um, you can present that. And that will help you feel more confident. Yeah, and like come to the table. From a place of like love and compassion, which depending I mean, on the lie, depending on the <laughs> lie. Yeah. If, if they're like cheating on you, then obviously you're not going to be like, you don't have to be too compassionate. Though. You don't have to be too compassionate. But, you know, I guess what I could have said to my ex, you know, when I found this out was, hey, you were very misleading and made it seem like this is your apartment. I hope, you know, I would never judge you to know that it's not your apartment. I really wish you would have just told me the truth so that I would have. I would have known, you know, you don't need to pretend to be someone that you're not because I love you for who you are. I think that's a great example of the kind of lie that can initially be dealt with with compassion. Yeah. Once it became a pattern, then yeah, not so much. Um, So be cautious of manipulation. This goes along with trying to stay confident, understanding going into it that some liars may try to twist your words or twist the truth so that it lands in their favor. Um, So be be super aware of the other person's words and, and intentions. Yeah. And just explain that you're not going to tolerate any more lying, you know, which should be a given. Yep. Oh, and also keep a record of the conversation when possible. So that way later on when stuff comes up, you can be like, actually, to quote you on May 25th, you said 
X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I would say if it gets to that point, that's that <laughs> you probably break up. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah. If if you've got like a serial liar who's like, I never said that, and you need to like show it in their face. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depends. It, it all depends. depends on the scenario. It does. But if it the can person, drive you crazy if the person's a really good liar and really manipulative and tries to be like, I never said that. Right. Then you might think that you're going crazy. But then you, you that's when you can like pull up the text conversations. But if, right. if it gets to that point, it's probably... Unless they the guy genuinely... Or, go, or girl genuinely forgot what they said and you need to pull up the text conversations right. to be like, this is what you said and this is why I'm upset then hopefully they would say, oh my God, I didn't realize that I had said that. You're right. I lied. I'm really sorry. That's how that conversation should go. Exactly. Like they say on the internet, you got to have receipts. Keep your receipts. Pull up the receipts. On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. So almost as if we know it will come in handy later on, most girls get an early introduction into spotting liars via a classic slumber party game. We are going to brush up on our lie detecting skills now and revisit that game as we play Two Truths and a Lie. So you all know how this goes. I'm going to read three things. Two things are true. One thing is a lie. I've sprinkled in stuff that's actually just facts about my life. And then other stuff is just pop cultural things. And we're going to test Laura. Okay. First one, this one's about me. So two truths and a lie. One, I took karate lessons as a child. Two, I played the piano as a child. Three, I was in a scrabble bee as a child. Um, I've never heard, I mean, I can't really picture you doing karate or playing the piano. Um, but I know one of those. You can't. One of those is true. Karate would be so cute. I've never heard you mention that you can play the piano. I'm going to... I feel like karate is maybe something that you're like your cool Long Island parents might have had you do to be like a tough chick. So I'm going to guess that piano is the lie. Am I? You are wrong. I took piano lessons. I cannot play the piano today, which is why you've never heard me do it. But I did take like three years of lessons. Whoa, that's a lot of lessons. I know. It didn't stick. Which one was the lie? The lie was that I was in a Scrabble Bee. I had a friend that was, and it sounded really cool, but I never got to do that. That was one that I thought for sure you had done. I know. I love Scrabble. Maybe maybe one day. So you did take karate. I did take karate. Yeah. Uh, I was a white belt, which is the first level. <laughs> Good for but you. I did it. Okay, number two. Number one of that round, Hilary Duff wrote an entire book series about a photojournalist entangled in a mystery about her father missing. I'm pretty sure that that's true because I think I remember having to go to that uh, like like a book reading with her. Really? Well, this is, I feel like your celebrity gossip background yeah. will help you here. But like, what does Hillary Duff know about photojournalism or murder? Nothing. That's why they, they just throw her name on it and someone else ghostwrites that shit. That's how that goes down. I don't know. Apparently, well, all right. Okay, number two. Natalie Portman wrote a true crime novel about a series of murders in a trailer park in Mississippi. And number three, Sharon Osbourne wrote a novel about two sisters that are tested by fame. I've never heard of uh, Sharon Osbourne or Natalie Portman writing a book, but I'm going to, I, I, you know, Natalie Portman isn't one to like throw her name on a ghost written piece of shit. I can see Sharon Osbourne doing that. I believe if Natalie was going to write something I think she would. I don't know if this would be the topic. So I'm going to guess that the Natalie Portman one is the lie. You're correct. 
Yeah. I know my Natalie. But I would love to read that book if I know. Yeah. But apparently Hilary Duff, a uh, very popular author, according to my research. Yeah, I remember. How, I mean, that's, you know, like I said, ghostwritten. Yeah. The Kardashians apparently have also had a novel ghostwritten. Yep. That, that's when you, you, that's when they, I'm sure Hilary Duff maybe had a little more input than the Kardashians, but that's when they, like, they jump on the phone and the author's like, so this is what I'm thinking. They're like, well, what if this happens? And the author yes ands it. Right. They're like, and they, sure. they talk on the phone for 20 minutes and then that's called writing a book. Sounds like a fun job. Okay, next two truths and a lie. This one's also about me. One, I had a crush on the butler from the Richie Rich movie. Two, I had a crush on Cher's dad in Clueless. Three, I had a crush on the king, not the prince, from the Brandy Cinderella movie. Um. Oh, man. I think you did have a crush on the dad in Clueless. I don't know the Brandy movie. You never said the Brandy Cinderella. Okay, so I'm gonna good. I'm gonna guess but the, the king was the, an old man. The first one was a lie. No, actually, as embarrassing as it is, uh, I liked that old man from Richie Rich. The lie was the dad and clueless. Oh, okay. Have he's a like a little he. I know that surprised me that you would have a crush on him, but then he is a little like of a stocky figure, where <laughs> you true. Mi- you might have it's been true. into his figure. Yeah. No. Okay, no. what, what do we got next? Okay, next. One, the satanic leaf-tailed gecko is a type of lizard. Two, the tasseled wobegong is a type of shark. Three, the fringe jabberwock is a type of bird. I have no... Come on. Which is a lie. Uh, the bird. Uh, actually, you're I mean, correct. I had a one in three chance. Jabberwock is a thing from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, cool. You saw right through me. Okay, next... Or get into the end. I, I don't know these things. This is the last one? Mm, it can be. No, no, I want <laughs> this is fun, but how many more do we got? This is the last one about me, and okay. then there's one more. Okay. okay, fun. Okay, one, I can do a cartwheel. Two, I once worked at a Bible camp. Three, I can curl my tongue. I don't remember you telling me you ever worked at a Bible camp. I would be, sh- I've never seen you do a cartwheel either. I th- I'm pretty sure you can curl your tongue because is that really that hard? It's hereditary. Oh. Only certain people can do it. I think you probably can. Uh, I'm going to say you never worked at a, even though I know your mom like works at a church and stuff, I think she probably never made you work at the Bible camp because I remember you've had, you've told me a lot of your jobs. Believe it or not, this godless heathen spent a summer working at a Bible camp. So what can you not do? You can't do a cartwheel? I can't do a cartwheel. Oh. I know. I feel like I'm, I always say. You no, know, I'm not that surprised because we used to like practice our sketch, our sketch shows at Gymboree and I would be like doing You're cartwheels. Very nimble. I would be doing all these things and yeah, and come to think of it, you never did any cartwheels. I, uh, I can't braid hair and I can't do cartwheels. I always say I'm missing those two female genes. It happens. But I hope to learn both of you those know, skills. If that's all you can't do, you're in a pretty good spot, I suppose. All right. Final round. This one is themed around children's books. Uh, number one, Perez Hilton wrote a children's book about a boy with pink hair. Number two, Quentin Tarantino wrote a children's book about a cowboy that has a bad day. Number three, Spike Lee wrote a children's book about badly behaved babies. Badly behaved babies? Um, okay. I believe... Oh, God. This is hard. It would be so weird if Quentin Tarantino, because he's known for murderous, very violent movies. So I would be shocked if he wrote one. But then, I don't know. Hmm. I am sure Perez Hilton probably wrote one about pink hair, because that's pretty 
Okay, I'm going to guess that the Quentin Tarantino one is false. You did a good job on this oh, game, yes. Good. But once again, I would love to read that book. You right? should get into children's books. I don't know. Who would give? I mean, that's... When you're a known, cowboy that had a bad day. Yeah, but when you're known for your very violent material, I'm not sure. I suppose. that That's a natural fit. I suppose. Um, guys, we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and we've got an audio book on Audible. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of our sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sverodactyl on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Laura Lane on Insta, and I'm at, oh no, I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Insta, and I'm just at Laura Lane on Twitter. Yep. Uh, you can like and subscribe to us on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>